0: But Eric, before we dive in, as we get the people trickling in, give a little background about yourself, who you are, um, and then we'll get into the topics.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So Eric Yeager, I currently work at uh, Amazon in Nashville. Um, I work in the Air Science Technology Organization. We build out some science models and technology that supports uh, our aircraft movements that move packages uh, from one place to another. Um, Before this, I was a software engineer at Dell Technologies down in Austin, Texas, um, and that was after about a decade in the army, where I lived in a bunch of different places and did a bunch of different things. Um, I don't know what else do you want to know. No, no, that's 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 great. No, I love that. And
0: and um, yeah, so Eric, so so tell the people, tell the people how we met, because I try to practice what I preach. So I want Eric to talk about how we met. And and uh, before we do that, Pia, good morning from Nevada. Ivan, good morning. Erica, is always, good morning. Thanks, y'all, for saying something. Appreciate it. Not lurking. So Eric, how did we meet? I'm pretty sure we just met on Twitter. We
1: did. I think I just came across your stuff and started commenting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we did. And again, the power of Twitter. uh, Eric popped on this live, popped on early before we went live. and, And I told him I feel like I've already met him, but I've never met him because of the power of Twitter. So that's why um, it's, it's so important to network. So let's go ahead and dive in. It's nine 30. So for those of you who are watching again, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it again. Add us, comment us, let us know where you're tuning in from. Would love to hear from you. Um, if you're scrolling, um, past LinkedIn, either now or in the future, and you're like, Hey, shirts and like, and who's he talking to? What is this? Listen, here's a quick background about guidance counselor 2.0. When the pandemic hit, uh, last year, the, the thing I heard most about um, the most common theme with job seekers was, hey, I feel like I'm on an island. Um, I feel scared. I don't know where to go next. And so for me, what my goal was, I was like, man, like I got LinkedIn live early, which was before really anyone got, which was really appreciative of that. I was like, why don't I just hang out with people every morning? Like not really have a huge agenda. I spoke at code conferences before the pandemic. I was like, why don't I just essentially give that same talk over and over again every morning? And so that's what this is. This is the reason why I tell people to comment Um, to like, to share this is because this also is an opportunity, right? Um, Jorge just joined. Jorge can network with Erica, can network with Ivan, can network with Pia, right? Hey, Pia, saw you on your Taylor's live show. would love to connect. That's why I tell people to comment and like this. Um, And so I want to go ahead and dive in this morning with Eric. And so Eric and I have had a lot of great banter on Twitter. And I was like, man, you've had some really, really good thoughts on a lot of topics. And so the two topics we're going to talk about today um, is getting into tech right? Like like newbies getting into tech, some things to keep in mind from Eric's perspective, from a hiring manager's perspective, and then also breaking into Fang, breaking into Amazon, Netflix, Google, all that jazz. Um, and so we're going to talk about that today. So Eric, enough with me running my mouth. Let's dive into the first topic, new tech uh, or new people getting into tech. Just give me some thoughts and let's chop on this for a few minutes and then I'll ask you some more follow-up questions.
1: Sure. Um, I think one, one of the biggest things that I, I'm asked and what I talk about a lot is how to get into tech uh, when you don't have an engineering degree. I would yep. say that's probably the, the the largest chunk of people right now that are trying to break into engineering roles, break into product management, program management, uh, uh, all those different tech and tech adjacent roles. Um, I, I think the best way to, to do this is, is to... Um, a have something professional that you can put on your resume. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sit down, you can do leak code, you can do all these other online resources for for years, and not necessarily have a resume that says, "I need to hire this person to take this tech role in in my company, no matter what that size is." But there are things you can do that 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 would be uh, annotatable on your resume. So boot camps. Uh, I'm a little bit hard on boot camps sometimes. I, I think. A, a good chunk of boot camps are pretty predatory. Um, yeah. It's kind of easy pickings right now. You can charge somebody a couple thousand bucks and you know show them how to traverse an array and then do nothing else for them. But there are boot camps out there that have a lot of these B2B relationships that have relationships with companies that can do even placement um, or just by by name recognition alone, you can finish a boot camp, put it on your resume, and it's like, okay, this person has you know this baseline of knowledge that that we can uh, tap into in, in an entry level yeah. engineering role. Um, another thing that, oh, go ahead. Oh, so, so, so my, so. Well,
0: funny to hear your thoughts on this. I preach this. I'm sure you've seen me preach on Twitter. Even if you code in boot camps and you have capstones and you have projects, notate it essentially as like professional experience on your resume, because I think what happens is, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, right? Because for me, a lot of times as a recruiter, I see side projects, uh, you know, whatever and my eyes glaze over right? Like you professional, your job right now in code school is to develop a capstone project. And Hey, listen, I put out something the other day on LinkedIn. That was crazy. I said, Hey, devs on average, what percentage of time are you hands on the keys? And you know what the answer was from like a ton of people across the country? 20%, 20% was the average of devs. I will tell you this. Some of y'all in bootcamp were coding more than 20% in a day. So like put it down. And so I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that topic. And if you disagree,
1: like that's fine. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough subject and and kind of um the the second thing I was going to say was to take actual side projects with like startups or if you have a buddy you. that has an idea. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> if if you have a buddy with an idea, you know take that person's hand and say, hey, I'll write the website for this idea you have. I'll do this thing that can go on the resume as like actual professional experience because then you could say you're a software engineer. Now, that's not going to help necessarily in an interview, but it is something on your right. resume that says, I've done this thing. Here's a demonstrable thing. Maybe here's the code base for it. Um, and that says, I, I have some experience. So I think those two things put together should be at least the initial foundation um, for people that are, that are uh, breaking into the industry. Um, you know, buying... Udemy courses kind of help teach you things, but you have to have those demonstrable experiences that you've been through uh, because that's going to give an interviewer, that's going to give a company something to kind of to kind of pressure test when you're um, in an interview or you're being courted for, for a role. Um, you need to make it, and this is kind of, uh, you know, may not sound good to some people, but you need to make it easy on the company to say this person is what they say they are. We need to hire right. this person. Sure. Uh, because you well, are competing against people with degrees and people with experience. So you need to just right. have that ability. Yeah. Anyways, your turn. No,
0: no, no. That's good stuff. So so I just had a question pop in my head. So let's talk about like, what do you look for when you interview junior devs? Right. So this is a question I get all the time. Right. And like for me, I've talked to a lot of a lot of engineering managers, a lot of, you know, you know, tech leaders on this show. And they're pretty consistent. The answer. So I'm interested to hear yours. Like, what do you look for? So if you have these junior devs wanting to get into tech and they're like, Eric, tell me, what do I need to practice? What do I need to get better at? What do I need to bring into interviews? What would you say?
1: Sure. So I'll, I'll start just with the with the first part of the question. What, what do I look for when somebody's looking at a role? And this isn't just software engineering. This is every single role I think that I've, I've conducted interviews for or I've hired for. Um, what I'm going to look for is I have a job requisition with basic qualifications, preferred qualifications. I'm going to look for a Plurality, probably a majority of the basic qualifications and maybe some of the preferred qualifications. I'm going to look at a resume and just make sure that that pings off of what the requirements say. Um, Some people kind of get intimidated and say I have to have all the basic requirements or I have to have all of those and then have the preferred requirements. I I don't think that's necessarily true, but you have to have a majority. Um, You have to be pretty close to the realm of the basic qualifications. Um, Now, when people are kind of further to the left of that and saying, what do I have to do to get into um, a role, and I, I might talk outside of, of Amazon hiring okay. right now, or at least what I do yeah. for Amazon. Yeah, um, but it kind of goes back to you have to have a certain amount of those basic qualifications um, which is which is kind of a chicken and egg scenario which which kind of presents a bit of a wicked problem uh, which is you need to have experience or a degree and you don't have four years to get a degree and you don't have you know you need the experience to even get experience in the first place and that's kind of the the tough scenario Uh, but that's that's where i go back and say you know if you have somebody with an idea or you have an idea yourself you know maybe consider doing something towards that idea in a professional realm yeah. you know, incorporate something, do something in there to have some sort of like business impact with the software you're writing. Uh, but it is, it is a little bit tough to break in. Um, now with, with Amazon, I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to talk for Amazon uh, across the board. I'm talking sure. my experience in Amazon because I wouldn't do Amazon justice. I, I, I worked there for sure. a year. It's it took it me 10 or 15 years to get to know probably half of Amazon. And by then sure. it's all going to change. Yeah. Um, but what I'm, <laughs> What, I, what I'm looking for with um, with external candidates is normally going to be um, I, more of a mid-career level um, engineer. So I'm, I'm looking for, um, usually the baseline is going to be a degree plus three or four years of experience, including design and architecture experience, or sure. enough experience that covers all of that. Um, so I'm not going to say you have to have a degree. Uh, but I'm going to look for, if you don't have a degree, I'm, I'm going to look for a good chunk of experience. And that experience needs to be pretty deep. Um, you need to have, have driven architecture for a team. You need to have written software for a number of years. Um, you know, uh, you need to show that you have that mid-career level of experience, um, just because that's the, the rec that I have for my team is is a mid-level um, wreck. Sure. Um, but 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 how do you so so I, I so today I'm talking about resumes on Twitter.
0: So how do you gauge that though? Like what do you like to see? I talk about like having project based work, having quantitative information. What do you like to see
1: as a hiring manager? Sure, um, I think project based work is extremely important. Um, so I'm gonna look for, um, and I don't really care if it's a native project, I don't care if it's a web project. I'm gonna look sure. for something that shows that you wrote some code, uh, the code was safe, you wrote tests for the code. You did all those things with code that shows that if you come into this organization, you're gonna write safe code, you're going to elevate the engineering experience uh, with the team in in the company. Um, right. And what, what, I, what I kind of tell people uh, when it comes to your resume, your resume is the the chance you have to say what you've done. The interview is where the interviewer should be validating what's on your resume. So That's if good. the resume says, you know, you have the baseline requirements for this role, the interview is going to take the time to dig into your experience and validate those experiences that you put on your resume. Um, I know as an interviewer, I could tell pretty quick if somebody was actually the lead dev- Developer for this piece of software, or if they were a technical program manager in an actual te- technical program manager capacity, uh, as opposed to just saying in the resume. So that's, you know, when it comes to the resume, I, I wouldn't really lie, I wouldn't embellish, I would tell the truth, and then if you don't match what the company's looking for, uh, try to find out what you didn't match on and build up and yep. try again. Yeah. Um, and 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 so so going
0: back to because I really want to key in on, on this. I know you're hiring mid, but what would you say junior devs when they interview need to bring to the table?
1: Yeah, they need to bring to the table um, a pretty deep uh, knowledge understanding on uh, data structures and algorithms. Uh, I don't think you're going to get away from that, especially in Fang. Um, That is kind of the quintessential method that's used to test uh, problem solving and then test kind of uh, code knowledge. Uh, There's a lot of argument back and forth on the validity of that in the industry. Uh, I hear a lot about, uh, I get tested on DSNA and then I never do it again in my career. I think some of that might, might be true, uh, but I also then ask the question, like what else would you want to do that efficiently tests your code? And I don't really get a good answer back and it's, it's kind of tough to, uh, I don't know, some of it might be habits the fastest method to test whether somebody knows how to code, uh, but you're not going to get away from that. You're not going to get away from data, uh, at least for the foreseeable future and answer uh, questions about traversing, Y and Z kind of on the spot. Um, I'm also going for um especially especially at Amazon we're we're pretty much focused on the leadership principles. For a lot of the examples of the leadership principles um and you're going to be asked a lot of questions around that. Yes, leadership questions like did you come in and positively affect a team or did you just kind of take the and just say okay this is the process and and go forward with it. Um we're going to look for some level of in kind of that realm. Um we're going to look for people that aren't, aren't just satisfied with the status quo that are going to come in question why things are done and then maybe provide a new way forward. Uh, so we're going to look for some, um, you know, along those realms. But I think those for a junior dev that that's probably um, a, a big chunk of what you're going to do uh, in, in terms of what what's going to happen in the interview. I love um,
0: that. Yeah, that I mean Casey. Yeah, Casey, right here. Again, Casey, we just kind of touched on this. What kind of projects do you want to see in a portfolio? What specific skills are you evaluating? Yeah, I mean, it's like Eric just said, you know, again, wants to see project based work, um, wants to see, obviously, you know, from from his perspective, some, some um, you know, data structures, algorithms. Um, and then obviously I think from a specific skills perspective, what, 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 what Eric was just saying was around, Hey, like you need to be able to communicate effectively around some leadership stuff. Um, and also I think the big thing too, Eric, and I'm interested in your thoughts, like people just don't, don't really know how to talk about themselves. It, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because, so cause you get an interview. It's like, yeah, yeah. Here's your time. People are like, what? It's like, bro, come on, let's talk about yourself. People are like, I can't. I can't. (laughs) And it's like,
1: oh no. So, like, I thought, thoughts on that? Yeah. A a, a little back and forth we had on Twitter the other day. Um, It takes practice. Uh, You have to get really good at A, talking about yourself, talking about your experience, uh, answering questions, but also B, reading the people you're talking to, making sure that they are engaged with what you're saying. Uh, cause that kind of tells you, okay, this this is what that person's looking for as opposed to maybe this is what's boring the crap out of them, and I'm not getting their interest. Because I think at the end of the day, a lot of interviewing and a lot of um, a lot of the skills behind that kind of go back to maybe some subjective things and and keeping right. your interviewer. Uh, interested might be one of those things. So, you know, yeah. practice. And I think one of the comments I made there was you should be interviewing as much as possible. You should be taking one-on-ones. Yes. You should be doing this, yes. even if it's at a company or a role you don't want to do. There's a lot of muscle memory that goes into uh, talking back and forth. Uh, I know for me, I haven't practiced it very much at all. So I feel like I'm talking 10 miles a minute right now. Um, but this is something that I need to do to practice and, and you know, be good at engaging people and keeping people interested. It, it, it's something yeah. that you just need to practice.
0: It's definitely. So Casey has another follow-up question again. Casey, thank you for the questions. Again, if anybody's watching, if you're lurking in the shadows, this is your time to ask a dev manager at Amazon questions. So do it. Um, uh, w- what type of leadership principles are you referring to? Are there anything that you like to see just with your team? Again, we're going to talk about your team. Is there anything you like to see specifically?
1: Yeah, I if, if, I wouldn't mind. Casey had another really good question too. I wouldn't mind hitting that and then hitting the LP question. You're talking
0: about the talking about, um He
1: talking has about. a question before. Project-based work. Um, what would I look for in project-based work?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Right here?
1: Yes. Yeah. So for oh. a portfolio, um, you know, depending on the, if you're, if you're going to a full-stack role, uh, the projects that I'd want to see in a portfolio are going to be full-stack projects. Um, oh. A lot of times I'll have people that spend a lot of time on front-end that reach out for a full-stack role. And, you know, front-end is important. That's your presentation layer, but the projects I'm going to want to see in a portfolio are really going to be projects that show a a lot of back end knowledge and a little bit of probably front end knowledge. Uh, so I, I I like to throw out just the unofficial statistic. I think full stack engineering is seventy percent in the back end uh, and thirty percent in the front end. And the back end is going to awesome. include the APIs that serve data from a back end up to a presentation layer. So I'm going to want to see some really good. Um, good examples of somebody that makes a presentation layer has connective tissue between there. The connective tissue is efficient, that's written well, and then they have good backend knowledge on how to manage data, manage files, things like that. So really gonna look for uh, good examples of full stack projects. Um, I love it. Now going on to the leadership principle uh, uh, question. So the interesting thing with software engineering is a lot of the leadership principles don't necessarily dig into software engineering specifically. Um, So I'd almost take uh, software principles and technical proficiency as its own leadership principle that is probably gonna be towards the top for a software engineering role. Um, In terms of other LPs, we're going to look at least. I know I'm pretty partial to like disagree and commit, uh, having a backbone, um, having people that aren't just going to come in and, and I've referred to this before, but aren't just going to come in and do the status and do the bare minimum to do something. I'm, I'm looking for engineers to come in and kind of tell you know I'm hiring somebody at a certain level to come in and tell me what to do. You know, at the end of the day, I'll make a decision, but I need a team that's going to. Um, be made of people that aren't afraid to say this is wrong. Do it this way. Uh, this timeline doesn't work. We need to have more time to do this software, or we're going in the wrong direction. Um, we need to either refactor something or do something different. Uh, so I think that's that's kind of that's that's probably the one that I'm looking for in addition to technical proficiency for a software engineer. If, if that makes sense. That. Does that answer your question, Casey.
0: I love that. I love that. Casey, let us know. So, so let's, so let's hit Tiffany's question. Then let's bounce to our final topic for today. Cause because I, I, I have a feel. I knew I had a feeling that Eric and I could go nine hours, but we all have work to do. Um, so Easily. Tiffany goes, how do you recommend that candidates looking for their first software engineer will stand out? Tiffany, we hit, we hit this definitely on the first part um, of this live show, but Eric, if you want to recap this one more time.
1: Sure. Um, and I might give an answer that we didn't talk about yet. Um, right. Right. The key to standing out is to not just be a resume. You're gonna, mm. I, I, I'm gonna have a pile of people that are just resumes. Your piece of paper with a name on it. Um, th- the people that are gonna stand out are the ones that effectively, and and you know that it is kind of tough because the hiring process is is going to be you apply, you know, this stereotypically you apply, you do a phone screening, you do on site, you get a a hiring decision. But way back in the beginning, there is all of the applicants and and kind of weeding through them. Um, I, I'm probably going to see somebody that did a one-on-one with me that I had a discussion with that I kind of pre-vetted uh, as standing out uh, more so probably than a pile of resumes. It kinda, it, once you get a face to a name and you get kind of a backstory from their own mouth, that isn't just bullet points on a resume. I love that. I love uh, that. That's probably the best way to stand out. Um, awesome. I, I've done a lot of mentorship with people transitioning from the military and it's the same right. thing there too. You know, you can be a, a company commander, you can be a brigade commander, but none of that matters. You have to have a conversation with somebody to explain to them what you mean by what's on your resume. And that, that's how you stand out and kind of push into the industry.
0: I love that. And, and Tiffany, no worries, no worries. I'll just let you know if you want to go back and listen to the, to the first part of it. Um, Eric gave some great answers. So, all right, let's talk this last topic and then we'll bounce for the day. And again, Eric, thank you for coming on. Everyone, thank you for the questions. If you have more questions, comments, add us. I mean, again, this is the time where you get a hiring manager in, in front of you per se to, to answer questions. So so let's talk about getting into FANG, breaking into FANG, breaking into to big tech, whatever you want to call it. What, what, what are some suggestions Um, is it for everybody? Like, do you have to have experience? Like just chop on that for a bit.
1: Yeah. So I, um, I, I, I have a couple of different answers on this one. No, it's not for everybody. Um, I, personally love it. I, I, I tend to go for the uh, biggest, most, you know, recognized name, but once you're in, you know, there are things that, that some people really love and some people won't love so much. Um, and I think it, it's really up to you to do a lot of the one-on-ones with people in Fang to even gauge if you want to be there. Because I know a lot mm-hmm. of people that have come into Amazon, come into Google, Facebook, um, and just haven't enjoyed it and went back to yeah. a smaller company because they either felt more of a kinship with the company. They felt like they were, you um, more in line or more, more engaged with the C-suite, you know, that that's things that people like, um, that's a little harder to do in fan companies. Um, one of my biggest answers for new engineers that are looking to come into Amazon is if you are something before and you have a breadth of experience in program management, product management, uh, something other kind of, you know, adjacent role to software engineering, it may not be a bad idea to come into your target company in that capacity and not necessarily a software engineering capacity and the reason I, I say that is once you're in the company it's a lot easier to look up hiring managers to look up software teams to get a mentor um who knows that you you pass a certain hiring bar, you're already in we have some time um, and I've, i actually I'm, I'm doing this right now with a uh, a business analyst that that works on one of the my, my stakeholder teams he wants to be a software engineer uh, so working with with him to build kind of a ramp plan uh you know here try writing some of this software where I try doing this thing, engage this person, um, and then when the time comes, is going to go into Amazon has a technical academy for people that are beyond one year, where you go into this academy, do kind of an apprenticeship, and come out as an SDE one. So cool. kind of doing those activities, uh, but coming, if if you can't get your target role at your target company, at least get a role at your target company, or get your target role somewhere else, build up experience, and then go for your target company. So that, that's kind of my 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 one liner about how to get into Fang if you're on the outside looking in.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, so uh, let's see here. A- any more thoughts on Fang breaking in? Any more suggestions on that um, from, from that perspective, Eric?
1: Um, yeah, I would I would probably suggest to people to try. If you assume you're not qualified for a certain role, you may be wrong. Um, now, I try know. doesn't mean blindly apply. Because uh, I don't think that, that really does much for anybody. I, I believe I yeah. blindly applied to Amazon a, a few times before a recruiter just got a hold of me and the stars aligned. Sure. Um, but try to build up a network of people within Amazon so you can just run by them. You know, here's who I am, here's what I want to be, and then get I there and that. put from the inside on what you need to do to ramp up to it. Um, so I, I would say keep. Trying, um, try to find hiring managers with roles open. Um, I, I know on LinkedIn, if somebody reaches out to me, I'll be open with them about where they would fit with the role. Good. Um, if it's I not like a that. fit, here's what you know. You can try to do, uh, or if you're a fit, you know, let's let's chat, get you into the pipeline. Um, but build up that one-on-one network, uh, and then you know, ancillary to that is building up that muscle memory of talking to people, which is yeah. very inherent in the whole process itself.
0: So you said something that I want to key on in, key in on and we'll finish up with this because this is this is something I'm really passionate about. So you said network with hiring managers, DM hiring managers, connect with people on Amazon, build a relationship online, ask how you can get connected. So you're totally cool if someone DMs you and go, hey, Eric, you know, saw your hiring, your, your profile picture's got the purple thingy. Like, how can I apply? What are your thoughts on getting on Amazon? You would help that person. Respond to
1: everybody. You know, it may not be for a couple of days, but I respond to everybody who yeah, reaches sure. me. Um, I love it. You know, I may not have an answer that's too helpful, especially if sure. it's somebody that's like, I've written code for a week. I want to be an SDE too, but I sure. will kind of, sure. I'll be open with them on that, and I'll, I'll keep the dialogue going. Um, you know, as much as I can. So I'll, I'll respond that. to anybody that, that reaches out to me. Twitter, not so much. That. I think I, I don't get notified quite as much on Twitter, and I get a lot sure. of uh, uh, non-value add uh, mail on Twitter. But LinkedIn, I respond Makes to everybody. Sense.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, everybody, thank y'all again for tuning in to Guidance Counselor 2.0 today. We appreciate it. Eric appreciates it. Eric, thank you for coming on, man. Um real quick, oh, thank how can you. people this is
1: awesome. How how can people best reach out to you or find you? Yeah, so um I'll I'll give my personal email address and my my LinkedIn. Um, so LinkedIn, if you find, if you just search for my first name, Eric, E-R-I-C, last name Yeager, Y-A-G-E-R, I uh, should be one of the first ones to pop up. You'll see this face, all the purple thingy, like Taylor said. Um, and I, I think I put my MS and MBA after. So it will be Eric Yeager, comma, MS, MBA. I love that. Uh, I don't remember my actual URL. Uh, personal email, uh, just hit me up. First name, Eric, E-R-I-C, dot P as in Paul, dot last name Yeager, Y-A-G-E-R, at outlook.com.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, again, thanks y'all for tuning in. Go connect with Eric. He's a wealth. He is a gem. Eric, you have a great Wednesday, buddy, and I'm sure we'll talk on Twitter today. Hey, same to you. Sounds good. Catch you there.